Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Thursday, November 16th. On the show today, our sports guy with the Indianapolis recorder, Danny Bridges, is back with us. And it is that time of the year again. The United Negro College Fund's big masked ball event in downtown Indianapolis. You'll find out what's in store for this year. Uh, the masked ball always brings it, and uh, we're excited to hear what they're about to share with us about the upcoming event. Both Danny and the UNCF will be in our second hour. Right now in our first hour, uh, I'll open the lines for a bit, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. A, a lot of things to uh, to catch up on uh, and to share with you. Um, I don't know if you read, well, you know, you, I, I don't know which order to go in first, so we'll just um, take it as it comes. Um, I'm not sure we had a chance to, if we did mention it, it was just very, very briefly. But you may or may not be aware that the... Um, the Dr. Colette Burnett, uh, Dr. Burnett, uh, the Newfield CEO, the African-American female who was appointed the CEO uh, about 15 months ago after the Newfields uh, had the uh, uh, the big controversy uh, regarding a memo about maintaining their core white audience and, and, and what have you and whatever. So uh, Newfields went, you know, out of their way to... Uh, to embrace uh, diversity and equity and inclusion, uh, brought in Dr. Colette Burnett uh, from Austin, Texas, uh, and um, and things were seemingly going well. Uh, however, uh, a few days ago, I believe over the weekend, um, she abruptly submitted her resignation. Uh, and now uh, members of the community are uh, calling for answers. Newfields has not uh, commented. Uh, Dr. Burnett has not commented. No one's really saying much of anything, but um, we do know that um, that IBE, Indiana Black Expo, uh, and the Indianapolis Urban League have uh, submitted uh, statements uh, and uh, demanding answers as to what's going on. And uh, part of that statement um, reads, due to the nature of the announcement and the negative perception it has created, the Newfields board leadership owes the community an explanation about the resignation of Dr. Colette Burnett. Uh, Dr. Burnett opened the Newfields doors to many African-American organizations and the entire community. And we have personally witnessed the buzz and excitement around her leadership. We were looking forward to expanding the partnership with Newfields in 2024, which has now come to a complete halt. Uh, she has become a pillar in the community and her expertise and leadership are sorely needed in Indianapolis. Uh, when a stellar executive abruptly resigns, one must wonder again, are we seriously committed to black talent recruitment and retention in Indiana? And again, um, 
this is uh, part of the statement from uh, Indiana Black Expo and the Indianapolis Urban League joint statement on the resignation of Dr. Colette Burnett from uh, Newfields, uh, formerly the Indianapolis Museum of Art. Um, yeah, uh, if we did mention it again, if I did mention it, it was very, very briefly and in passing because we've been, you know, kind of going full speed for the past few days. But this is a this was a an eye opener. Uh, you know, it's like what um, they you know, just when you thought new fields had uh, had started to uh, repair some fences and, and get back on their feet and and head in the right direction. They were making all of the right moves, seemingly uh, and seemingly reaching out. And uh, then, boom, she's gone. So um, it did say that she resigned. It did not say that she was released, um, the statement, I mean. And so we are um, just anxiously awaiting to hear a little bit more on that. But again, uh, IBE and the Indianapolis Urban League have uh, issued joint statements on that. If, there's, if that's anything you want to weigh in on, um, you know, by all means, feel free. Uh, you know, again, Newfields has made some efforts. Uh, and, and I was uh, telling a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine, actually, uh, that that live out of state that happened to see this and, and sent it to me. And I had already seen it. And I'm like, yeah, I saw that. And uh, so they were wondering what was going on. I said, I, I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense because she just got here. Uh, but um, with some other friends uh, of mine, we went there not too terribly long, maybe two or three weeks ago. Uh, we went to the museum uh, to to check, take in and check out the Loom uh, exhibit, the Van Gogh Totally Immersive. Um, uh, it, it was really, really slickly done. Um, it's it's kind of like a a panoramic video that in, engulfs you when you walk into the room. That was part of the exhibit. I mean, there were other traditional parts of the exhibit, but the big attraction was um, the loom, uh, uh, the, the the loom exhibit. And um, of all of his, you know, he had thousands of pieces of work, a uh, couple of thousand pieces of works, and they had. Uh, all of those incorporated and it would move and they came to life and, um, you know, you just felt like you were in some of the, the, the pictures and in some of the paintings. And, and uh, so it was it was quite, uh, you know, it was quite the, the experience. Um, and that was new. Uh, it was uh, it was different. I mean, you you went when you went up to that floor, there was an admission that you had in it. But I looked around the the museum just to see. I mean, this was right before she resigned. And I said, you know what? Um, this place has been under fire for a little while. And I just, you know, I just looked around to see what else was there. Um, and there was uh, an exhibit uh, by an African-American, uh, Walter Logan Hamilton. Uh, and uh, he's a vinyl artist, uh, kind of some new wave funky type things that he he does. And, you know, it's really, you know, that that I, I've seen his work before, not here in Indiana. I've seen it in other places. But um, so that was, uh, I was like, OK, well, you know, a little diversity there. And then that kind of morphed into a Western African, West African um, exhibit, which was kind of traditional African art and things of that nature. And um so that was, but that that was on another floor. There were some other things on some other floors, uh, that, and so it was different. I mean, I Newfields is not uh, one of the main attractions as far as museums that I typically frequent, but again, uh, knowing that. Um, 
that Dr. Burnett was there and, and, you know, seeing her influence. She'd been here for about a year. I thought I'd check it out. And it was, hey, there were some different things, you know, some, uh, you know, some cutting edge things. There were some um, diverse things in there, but, um, you know, still had a ways to go. But, hey, it was getting there. So we await word on um, what may have happened uh, with that. So if anybody wants to to weigh in on that, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Lines are open for whatever you want to talk about. Our guests will be arriving shortly, but we can open the lines for just a bit. Um, the other uh, the other thing I wanted to catch everyone up on, uh, Concerned Clergy of Indianapolis just, uh, you know, yesterday, I believe, uh, released, uh, yeah, it was yesterday, uh, released um, a statement regarding the uh, miserable conditions for residents of the Luger Towers. Um, and uh, that statement reads in part, on behalf of Concerned Clergy of Indianapolis and the Baptist Ministers Alliance, organizations who have advocated for civil rights in the community for more than 60 years are deeply concerned about the deplorable conditions uh, for the residents of Luger Tower. Um, it says Michael J. Fox, uh, the actor, said on one occasion, family is not an important thing, it's everything. For our organizations, it is viewed as egregious for the Indianapolis Housing Agency to have not addressed the conditions of the facility and chosen to withdraw security from the building to leave residents who are seniors or living with disabilities in danger is deeply disturbing that the leadership of the Indianapolis Housing Authority will not continue to provide uh, the minimum step of full-time security for some of the most vulnerable members of our community. So uh, it's also uh, disappointing that Attorney General Todd Rakita, who made well-publicized promises to protect Luger Tower residents this past August, is nowhere to be found when the most vulnerable members of our community need him the most. Where is his protection for these seniors and those suffering uh, with disabilities? And, and frankly, um, Todd Rakita has made uh, news in some other uh, areas because I tell you what he is interested in. Uh, he's interested in overturning that um, IPS uh, school board, um, I'm sorry, IPS $1 law, the fact that they are now exempt and that the uh, Marion Superior Court ruled that they would be exempt. To uh, Rakita wants to reverse that. He wants to stay that and say, well, basically what he's looking to say is put it back. Uh, let the charter schools have that one dollar law back, and he's he's um, he's you know implementing legal measures to try to get it back. So when when we say he's asking for a stay, he's asking that the law not go into effect yet, so that he can appeal it. Uh, so um, I I think that that's a. Uh, that really is not where Todd Rakita's business needs to be. Um, bothering uh, with you know what what. What is his interest in that, and um, uh, why is he uh, trying to hurt the Indianapolis public school system? Um, he, well, at the expense of, of charter schools, IPS is trying its best uh, to, to get up back on its feet, to be more fiscally responsible, and the fact that they had a victory, I think I told you about this on Monday, uh, that the Marion Superior Court ruled that IPS was now exempt from, exempt from that $1 law. Uh, and for Rakita to say, nope, I don't like that. Let's uh, let's challenge that. I'm going to challenge it. I want that law stayed. Um, it, it to, again, it's just so mean spirited and, and narrow minded. And, you know, you've got these people, uh, you know, these seniors that are living in miserable, life threatening conditions uh, in Luger Tower. And he 
vowed to make sure that they were protected. And um, according to the uh, concerned clergy, and I have no reason to doubt them, uh, he hasn't done much of anything. But yet when IPS um, gets a favorable ruling that they are now exempt from the $1 law that they have to make available to charter schools that want them, if they have a vacant building, uh, they have to make it available to a charter school for a dollar before anything. Excuse me. Anything else that Rakita wants to do is is get in the middle of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't want that. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Lines are open. Um, oh, okay. You just <laughs> we lost him, uh, Jeff. Uh, if we lost you. Um, give us a call back. Uh, you can give us a call back. Uh, sorry that we lost you. Um, the uh, the other uh, sad news: another child uh, died uh, has died by gun violence. A thirteen year old, uh, and according to what I've been able to ascertain and get, uh, that is the twentieth the twentieth child to be killed by gun violence this year. And I say child, uh, a child, a person under the age uh, of eighteen. Uh, so many people have, in, including the recent mayoral candidate, have tried to. Um, oh, Jeff, you got you, you got the call back. Uh, tried to blame, um, you know, saying that this is a policing problem. I, I'm, I'm not. Anyway, Jeff, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Gene, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, just well, a little. I'm a little ticked at Todd Rakita poking his nose into something that he has no business. What he should be doing is helping these folks over here at Luger Tower, not trying to cripple IPS financially by by interfering in a favorable judgment that they got to be able to make some money to help these kids uh, to be able to learn better. He he has no business in the middle of that. So well. This comes from a guy who's after a 13-year-old rape victim mm-hmm. and her uh, provider and, you know, spent a lot of resources doing that. You know, a young girl who was, who was sexually assaulted in another state and needed some medical mm-hmm. attention. And, you know, this this guy who wants to return women to back in the days of the handmaiden's tale, mm-hmm. you, know, it, 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 you know, these guys... Mm-hmm. You know, we you know like yesterday when I called, when I talked to you and Jane, mm-hmm. these so-called family values, you know, law and order type guys. Jeff, but do you think they fight. do they really profess that anymore? I don't think they try no. to say that they are that anymore. I think they say, no, they, you they, know, they this is how we do it. This is who I. I don't think they even consider no. talking about did. the they fact that did. they are. The, no, they don't. They don't. They don't make those claims anymore. They don't make no, those claims. Yeah, I, I, I know, you know, you remember uh, the, the whole family value. So, you know, I remember, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, you know, the Democrats with the sleazoids, you know, we, yeah. you know, Ted Kennedy, mm-hmm. you know, women womanizing drugs. And now these guys are, are, uh, are, are you know, Trump blew that out of the water. Trump, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he, a man who's been married multiple times, cheated on all his wife. I wonder how their ki- his children deal with him. These are the. Five, yeah, five kids by the, five kids by three different women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and each and, and all those children, he he had an affair with with the previous. You know, yeah, yeah. With, you know, with, with, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, um, 
Yeah, okay, yeah, family values. And, uh, yeah, five. You know, if, they, if that would have been a black person that, that was running for office. Oh, my God. That had five children oh by God. three different women. Yeah, so we we know. We know what. Yeah, Herschel Walker. We know the hypocrisy. Oh, well. They, they gave it, yeah, they, made, they gave Herschel Walker a pass. And now, uh, Get a now pass. Uh, uh, Donald Trump is uh, down there. I think, I'm so good. I thank God for Fannie Lewis. She told this guy, you know, Gary uh, put, I think, a gag order on him by him mm-hmm. threatening witnesses. Did you hear about this? Yes. Down there in Georgia. Yeah. She's not playing yeah. with him. She's she's not playing no. at all. No, she's not playing with him. None of these would. And uh, ironically, all, all these uh, people are coming after him are all black women, which is, which is probably his worst nightmare. You know, uh, you know, Letitia James, the judge in Washington D.C., and Fannie Lewis, and I, I just know he's just beside himself. So, it's, and as far as this young child that was murdered, um, I don't know what's going to take, Tina. You know, I. Well, I, you know, my question is, is this a crisis of community? Because people have tried to blame the mayor. They've tried to blame the police department. They've tried to blame. And, and you know what? Is, is, it, is it a this is this is a community crisis because it's a human crisis. It's a human. Yeah. By by the way, and I want to get to Santos as well. I know you've watched that. I know you pay attention to that. But. When we've got more than 20, when we've got our children dying by gun violence. Now, again, I still think that there is a direct line. I think there's a direct line that can be drawn to the legislature and Governor Eric Holcomb's decision uh, for uh, for permitless carry. I don't care what anybody says. I think that there's a direct line to that because there's a misconception about what it means. It doesn't mean there's just a misconception about what it means. And so people are now out there with more and a lot more reckless with what they have. And, you know, Tina, gun owners are in the business of selling guns. They don't care who they sell it to. It's all about the bottom line. They want to sell it to a 15-year-old. He takes us to school and whack a few people. So be it, you know. Uh, well, and, you know, it, uh, and Eric Holkins, I think, I thought he was a responsible somewhat guy, you know, but this was irresponsible. This, this was not, wasn't a lot of thought put into this, you know. Uh, crime is already bad. This was just throwing more fuel into the fire. Well, he, he, he has behaved like every other Republican politician uh, up to this point, and that is laying the record and making it plain and making it clear that he's still down with the GOP, whatever their whatever their uh, yeah, and he's still down with that. And so, in in the event that he wants to run for office again uh, as a G, as a, as a Republican, he's towing the party line. Now, I yeah. the, I give him half of a half of a maybe a fourth of a pass because it would have done him no good whatsoever to have vetoed it because they would they had enough votes in the legislature to override it but why not make that part of the record and take that take that position even though you're going to get vetoed just go ahead and say okay well i got vetoed but i tried you see what i'm saying but he didn't even do that he didn't even do that and, and, and now you got trump going on the campaign you're calling people firm at the mouth if he ever gets mm-hmm. back in office he's going to he's going to he's going to be uh the, the retribution guy, you know, he's going to get all the Democrats, going to get all the what he called the vermin. And anybody knows about that term vermin, that goes back to Nazi Germany. Well, that's what Hitler mm-hmm. used, to, used to refer to Jewish people and Marx and communists and union people. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you, when you got a, an American politician talking like that, you know, you really need to be mm-hmm. because what are you considering vermin? Mean you, uh, people with 
Spanish surnames or or uh, LGBTQ community or who's he talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I, I don't know, Tina, but this GOP is 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 they're not the party of Abraham Lincoln anymore. But what I want to talk to you about with these recent video cameras of police action shootings, mm-hmm. and uh, do you think there's a something really symptomatic going on in? IMPD. That, so well, you know, wait a minute. Wait, we, know, wait. we know it's a national problem. Oh, you're talking about the and videos of the police shootings. You're not talking about the community, the shootings in the community. You're talking about the the, the, the videos shootings. that are being released of the police shootings. Yeah, right. Exactly to the public. What what is what's the question about the shoot the videos? Well, I mean, you know, do you think that is a PR move on the part of IMPD to say, hey, you know, we're trying to be transparent. Uh, you know, and because. You know, how many, you know, police, there's been, what, about 15 or 20 police action shootings? Uh, Police shootings, there have been, as of yesterday or the last time I checked, and I, I, the the record, I I pulled the record and I printed it, um, 15 since January, 11 since August 3rd of this year. 11 since August 3rd of this year. Police shootings. Well, I don't know. Uh, As far as the video, but here's the thing, though. Uh, Jeff, and like I was saying, there were so many different demographic categories in these reports that IMPD is reporting, uh, and uh, the commander, you know, Commander Lewis of the Northwest District said that that was all part of the chief's uh, commitment to transparency, and and quite frankly, um, it is pretty clear and pretty transparent. I mean, we had a caller that was upset about what I said and what I read from the report, but the report is the report. There, You know, there's more white officers. You know, the majority of the officers in these police action shootings are white. The majority of the uh, the victims or the, uh, the suspects in these police action shootings are black uh, and male. And, you know, around age, you know, average age of around, th- I mean, I had it all broken down because IMPD is reporting it. This yeah. is what IMPD is reporting. It's not me saying it like James and I were saying. It's not like I'm I'm editorializing. This is what the department is reporting. And according to Commander Lewis, and I, I, I agree with him, it is part of a, I, I guess if there's a commitment or a pledge to transparency. And uh, the same with the video. You know, here's the other thing, Jeff. How can they employ the use of body-worn cameras and not be transparent with it? Now, the, the, uh, I think it, the biggest, yeah. yeah, the biggest concern with with the body worn cameras is the time it takes from the incident to when it hits the public. Uh, that time it's is always edited, questioned, it's been edited, and, and is, if it's been edited, and what's the editing process? But um, I, I don't think that there's any choice but to release these videos, regardless of what they show. And the other thing, the other. Um, category that was listed in these reports is the number uh, in which we didn't we didn't get to talk to that yesterday talk about that yesterday either there are almost every one of these is under investigation slash with the prosecutor's office almost everyone there have only been two and again i left that sheet upstairs but i can pull it up here in just a minute but it seems like out of out of all 15 there's only been three that no charges that has been declared, no charges are being filed. The rest of them are still being investigated slash in progress or in process. So I don't know about a PR stunt or anything. I, I you know, I, I've, well, IMPD is not really known for stunting a whole lot, at least under uh, Chief Taylor. I mean, if he said he was going to do it, well, he's doing it. But there's right. still there's still and, and, a concern. 
Yeah. And I still think Chief Taylor, I support him 100%. I think he's a breath, breath of fresh air. To, and, you know, prior to some of his uh, predecessors. But um, I'm just saying, you know, we got to take a look. I mean, yeah, we, we yeah, you know, we can chew gum and walk the same time. You know, we got problems in our community with black on black. I don't want to use the term homicide. We just got a homicide problem. You know, every. Well- and that's that's why I ask, is this a question of the community not taking the community back? Because, if well, you know, at some point in time, don't, don't you think the community, you know, the, these neighborhoods have to take their neighborhoods back? There was a, a woman, you know, I, I saw it on, on the new news and I just my heart just went out to her because she was like, when is enough going to be enough? This is somebody's well, child today. Tomorrow it could be your child. Aren't we tired of the shooting? And 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 maybe we we shouldn't if we're not, we should be good and tired. So that good exactly. and tired has to has to translate to I'm tired, I'm going to tell, I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. I don't care who I'm going to 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 share. And maybe if there is some kind of a compromise where people could feel like they're in a safe place when they do come and share information that the police could use when they do uh tell that hey, I know who did this. And uh, case in point if well, you, if, you if you're a witness, you got to go and face these people in open court, and everybody knows who you are. Well, you know, uh, hey, you know, uh, if I saw somebody committing a crime, I'm going to the police because today it could be that individual. Tomorrow it could be me. Somewhere we got to draw the line. And say, hey, this is not acceptable. Yeah. This is well. Know, that's my say. This is a community crisis now. I mean, we blamed and pointed. Crisis. We blamed. We blamed uh, politicians. We blamed law enforcement. We have blamed yeah. everybody we can blame, we can. and we haven't right. looked at ourselves and figured out how that we can do better as a group, as neighborhood associations, as crime watch organizations, as whatever it takes to get to flush out and get these folks out of these neighborhoods. At least let them know not here. And I, you know. Uh, there's a zillion ways to do it, but it, it has sure. to start being done. And, and so, you know, there has got to be done. But, Jeff, your thoughts, uh, George Santos, the um, the, the, the sociopath. Well, I don't, now I'm surprised. I'm telling you something you did. He the, the ethics committee uh, report that came out is a scathing one. And George Santos, if in case you don't know, who he is the New York congressman who lied, cheated, stole his way to uh, to Congress. A pathological, a pathological liar, liar a grifter, a thief, a sociopath, a sociopath a, you, you name it. And the Republicans would never do anything because he was a seat that they needed. Well, apparently there an ethics committee report has been released and it was scathing and he uh, in addition to it sounds like he's probably going to jail for sure now he has uh, stated just a short time ago uh, after being defiant defiant you know how defiant he was Jeff I mean I'm sure you followed this you know how he was you know how quiet the Republicans were like well you know we'll deal with him he has said he will not run for re-election wow yeah. Well, yeah. And that came down just before uh, we came downstairs. And I think that that speaks volumes to where he is in some pretty crap right now. He's in some really, really serious. Well, I heard there were multiple warrants out for arrest in Venezuela. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an international. He's an international criminal. <laughs> you know, or well, you know, internationally like, accused criminal. Let me put it that way because well, he hasn't been convicted. 
and I'm going to hang up because I know there's some other people want to call in. Yeah. Now, this is for me to the GOP that's listening. I know you. I know some of you WIBC folks are listening to Tina Cosby. You are a party of criminals. Your grand, your 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 fearless leader is a criminal. George Santos is a criminal. Okay, the Oath Keepers are criminals. I don't want to hear no more about family values or law and order. Mm-hmm. You guys are not a party anymore. You're a cult. I'll upset a few black Republicans too because you're a bunch of you know that animal that breaks into your garbage every morning too. And you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Mm, yeah. And uh, yeah, that one's a black mask. And I don't care who gets upset, man. You know, Dion uh, uh, Livingston used to need to call pest control and get some of these coons off these off like these radio stations. That's what we're dealing with. These black Republicans like Candace Owens and Harris Faulkner, Herschel Walker, and mm-hmm. and uh, Whitlock. And all these these sellouts. These Clarence Thomas. These Negroes. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day, Tina. Uh, you too, Jeff. You too. And uh, thank you for your call. Uh, Jeff never bites his tongue. Uh, <laughs> not that he should, uh, but uh, but yeah, I I think that again, um, even though this is in Washington D.C. by way of New York, which is where uh, Congressman Santos uh, is from and where he won, the fact that he is acquiescing, uh, saying he will not run for re-election, that is that is beyond huge because of the position that he's been taking from day one, and so. Um, I, I when I tell you I mention these things because of the trickle down to here uh, right here in the city of Indianapolis County of Marion there is a trickle down to that because somehow somewhere the GOP party is going to have to to look at itself and say well you know yeah well I don't know and and, and make some explanations just like with um, Rokita uh, base going after. I mean, he's he's trying to. What is he doing? Interfering with IPS uh, and charter schools. But he's he's for the entire state of Indiana. What is he? Why is he messing around? Anyway, I hope he I hope he doesn't win. And I I don't know what the uh, the judgment is, but he said he was going to file uh, paperwork to issue a stay uh, until he can get a challenge to that one dollar rule. Uh, IPS being exempt from that one dollar rule. That's that's just I mean that was infuriating when I read that. Uh, we'll be back. We still got more. The lines are still open. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Back with more Community Connection right after this. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection today, 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 today. Uh, 317-239-1310. Lines are open for the next 20 minutes or so. We have a couple. 
couple of guests coming up uh, in the second hour, uh, including uh, UNCF, United Negro College Fund. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Uh, they always, as the old folks used to say, they always put on the dog in December with their uh, their huge uh, fundraiser, the, their mask ball, uh, where they raise money for student scholarships um, uh, for our young uh, students of color. And I just, I, I've always been uh, so impressed and so amazed um, at how well that event is put together and how much money uh, it actually raises. Um, I think the, the last two, I haven't been for a minute. Uh, part of it was COVID, and then another part of it, I, I just wasn't in town when they had them. But, uh, you know, Cedric the Entertainer, um, uh, there was, was there uh, one year, and he donated all of his, uh, or most of his uh speaking fees or whatever uh to to the fund and and it's just uh, it's just always a good time so we can't wait to uh, hear about that danny bridges with the indianapolis recorder sports writer he's always got something to say uh you know whether we like it or not or whether we agree or not um didn't make the trip with the team over to frankfurt germany but um uh probably has uh, has quite a, a an extensive report on um, how things went uh from this side of the pond how we how we looked at it and how we everything went. So, um, yeah, we'll be happy to talk to Danny again. That's coming up in about, you know, when the next hour comes up. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. Today is indeed um, Thursday. Uh, today is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, November the 16th. We are exactly one week away from Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one week from today. Uh, and, you know, certainly one of the biggest Thanksgiving outreaches uh, around is the Moselle Sanders Thanksgiving Feed the Hungry event that is held every year on Thanksgiving Day. Um, as always, uh, they're coming down the home stretch and um, they need donations. Uh, they're coming down the home stretch and they need volunteers. Uh, MoselleSanders.org is the website to find out more. Um, if you want to donate, there's also a text to donate number. Um, I, I love these text to donate numbers because it's just so handy, so convenient. Um, you just pick up your phone. Um, and you uh, you text a word to a number and then an amount and there you go. So um, if you would like to help out, help Moselle Sanders, the Moselle Sanders Foundation, help others um, on Thanksgiving Day by giving a nice uh, warm uh, Thanksgiving Day meal to them. Uh, Simply text the word Moselle to the number 53555. Again, text the word Moselle, M-O-Z-E-L, to the number 53555. Uh, you know, if you would like to request a meal, uh, there are those who, you know, definitely would love to have a meal uh, delivered to them on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, and that's what they do. That's <laughs> what they do. Uh, more than 10,000 last year, uh, probably upwards between 10 and 15,000 this year. Uh, and if you would like to request a meal and if you would like for them to stop by and, and bring you a meal, we get a lot of calls. Hey, where can I go or who can I call if I would like to have a meal delivered on Thanksgiving Day? Well, we've got that number for you. Uh, and it is 317 636-7985. Again, that number, 317-636-7985. Uh, if you'd rather use the website, uh, again, MoselleSanders.org. 
MoselleSanders.org, or you can call 317-636-7985. Now, the same is true if you'd like to volunteer. Uh, it, it wouldn't be possible without the help of hundreds of volunteers at several locations. The, the, you know, the main operation is going to be back at Butler University this year. Uh, and so uh, therein lies uh, uh, the challenge uh, because they need a lot of people. It's a big area if you've ever if you've never been over there to see it in action. It's a big, big, big area. But uh, Chef keeps it going. Uh, Chef Mark Webster, he keeps it going. He keeps everything in order. Um, so, uh, but definitely need volunteers over at Butler. Uh, the foundation always needs volunteers. This year, there is a special need and a special call for volunteers to help clean up on Thanksgiving Day right after uh, the distribution uh, wraps up. Uh, clean up volunteers right after. Um, and the same. Go to MoselleSanders.org or call the number 317-636-7985, 317-636-7985 to let the Moselle Sanders Foundation know that you are available to volunteer and to help them uh, to clean up. Also, uh, just uh, another reminder, we're we're smack dab in the middle of the cold and flu season. I know it certainly hit uh, my household and probably a lot of others. Uh, The government is still offering free COVID test kits. They're still available uh for the asking free 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 the 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 cost is right the price is right as they say just go to covid.gov slash test covid.gov slash test and i think it's especially important as we start to gather more with family and friends uh, uh larger numbers and things of that nature it's just always good to know uh, you know, either before, after, during. I, I don't know how you want to use your test, but it's just good to have them on hand. Uh, and it's good to have them on hand free of charge because if you've ever gone to the store to buy one, uh, you know what I'm talking about. They've dropped in price a little from $19 to around 15 or 16 but it's still, uh, it's still a whole lot more than free. It's still a whole lot more than than free. So um, there you go. COVID.gov slash test. COVID.gov slash test. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. Lines are open for the next 15, 20 minutes. Reverend Phillips, go ahead. How are you? Reverend Phillips, are you there? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing yeah, well, uh, sir. How are you? I was, I was letting you know. Okay. I'm volunteer. I volunteer mostly every year with the Moselle Sanders, and um, I know that uh, uh, some people don't don't really. Uh, 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 that's it's a blessing to 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 to, to serve in the Moselle Sanders Thanksgiving. And uh, where do, where do you volunteer, Reverend Phillips? Reverend Phillips, where uh, where where is your area? Where do you volunteer? Well, what 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 my area is is mostly at Mount Vernon. Okay, Mount Vernon. Well, that's hey, that's Mount that's home base. That's home base. Yeah. That's the home base. You yeah, got it. yeah, that's yeah. Home base, and and you be surprised. You will see people come in there. Mm-hmm. Won't. Won't help, or they be want to serve. Mm-hmm. And when they go out, they tell people their story. Yeah. So, what do you do when you go over to Mount Vernon, sir? What do you do over there? What I do? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, I um, 
I put on my apron. Well, that okay. <laughs> I put on. What What is your role? I put on his apron. You put on an so you sleep and and help the people uh, fix the uh, preparing the meals. <laughs> so you and, uh, you help putting, you help serve in the boxes. Okay, so you you help serve and prepare the meals for delivery. So you serve those who are there, and then you prepare the meals for delivery for those who are for the carryouts. That's right. Okay, now is this something you've done every year? It's uh, 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 when I was a little boy. When I was a little boy, uh, when when Moselle Sanders uh-huh. was helping me, and I used to stay with Rosalie Blackmore. That's what you call. That's the lady. Who you call mom? Mom, she used to cook for Mo, Rev. Moselle Sanders, mm-hmm. and plus, she used to cook at the Solar Plenty. That's the that's the yes, I'm familiar with that. So, yeah. So, Reverend Phillips, um, is this something? So, you've been doing this. You've been helping out at Mount Vernon since childhood. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I've been helping out ever since when I was a child. Okay, well, okay, wonderful. When Red Moselle Sanders saw me hurting okay. with some of my family. I see, I when see. When they turned their back on me, mm-hmm. Red Moselle Sanders was there for me, him and Rosalie Blackmore. Yeah, that's and a beautiful thing. Mom. Yeah. And it sounds and just I like it sounds just like everything that's ever been said about the, the Reverend Moselle Sanders, that he was always helpful. So yes. Reverend Moselle Sanders, he he when you come to him, he will know you hurt him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he will try to help you. He will try to tell you you can make it in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I made, I'm 55 years old, and it's a whole lot of people made it through Reverend Moselle Sanders. Yeah. What a wonderful and, uh, tribute to Reverend Sanders, uh, uh, Reverend Phillips, because uh, you've never forgotten the charity and the, the kindness and the love that was shown to you as a child. And I, and I love uh, his, his kids, like mm-hmm. Ford. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And his daughter, that was his baby daughter. That's the one Red Moselle Center used to call for. Mm-hmm. She's, and, uh, yeah, she's she's in Ohio now, I think, isn't she? I believe so. Chantel, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And yeah. I saw her for a long time, but I remember when she first started at Soda Plenty, when Moselle Sanders yeah. uh, gave us a job. Yeah. He put the right tools in our hands. Yeah. And he told us, this is how you got to do when you trying to make it in this world. Mm-hmm. And he, he helped people. So your your Thanksgiving every year, Reverend Phillips, since you can recall, as a child, has been uh, in service of uh, Reverend Moselle Sanders' uh, mission to, to feed others and to help others. That's correct. Wonderful. I, You know, I never knew that. I never knew that. It's good to know. That's why people always say, that's why when people say, I'm, I'm, I'm Reverend Moselle Sanders' boy. <laughs> A daddy, I never, a, a daddy, I never, uh, a, a man 
towards my mentor, and, and people said I was, I, I was like his son. Mm-hmm. I got, I got, you know, I, 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 I reached out to him. So is he, is he the reason you went into the ministry, Reverend Phillips? Is he the reason you went into the ministry? That's the reason why. Okay. Okay. It was his. It was his love. What he had for me. Mm-hmm. When I had a daddy, I had a mama. But, but, Reverend Del Santos saw me hurting. Him and Rosa Blackmore. Yeah. And they took me underneath their wings, mm. and they raised me as a young man supposed to be. Well, there you go, Reverend Phillips. I, I'm sorry. I grew up here with the Evansville. I wound up got married. Uh, a beautiful girl named Christine Fuquay mm-hmm. Phillips. Okay. And then her, we with we got married. We we was married for five years until we had haters. And we, but we best friends. We best friends now, and we still best friends. Mm-hmm. And and I got close to her uncle and auntie. Mm-hmm. And they were from Kentucky. Yeah. Well, you know what, Reverend Phillips, this is a this is such a heartwarming, a heartwarming story, and I I can't thank you enough for sharing that. And you know it. I, you know, each year that we we take time out to encourage people to become a part of the Moselle Sanders uh, Foundation, the Moselle Sanders Feed the Hungry event, um, you know, just just the Moselle Sanders uh, uh, initiatives in general, and. The story that uh, Reverend Phillips has spent, you know, he's, he's spent a lot of time sharing with us uh, how important uh, the man has been in, in his life and in his uh, development as, as a human, as a man, uh, and uh, never misses an opportunity and hasn't missed an opportunity since he was a child uh, to give back. And so, again, that's, that's the essence of uh, Moselle Sanders. Uh, and I... I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it. I think the fact that the, he was such uh, a, a loving, caring human being that this is the reason that this uh, this outreach, uh, the Moselle Sanders Foundation being what it is, the Moselle Sanders Feed the Hungry event, that's the reason that it has sustained itself for, for more than 30 years, uh, more than 40 years. That's the reason because of him and because he was true to what he said. He was true to his mission, and he was certainly true to his words. And um, again, I had no idea. Uh, of the story that uh, Reverend Phillips just shared with us, but um, you know, very heartwarming, and I'm glad Reverend Phillips did. Uh, he attributes uh, his manhood to uh, to uh, Reverend Moselle Sanders and the fact that he went into the ministry uh, because of the Reverend Moselle Sanders. So, um, all good, all good, and uh, um, I, I think I, I forgot to, or maybe I didn't. I'll, I'll remember. But in talking with Stephanie Sanders, uh, a member of the Sanders family and the COO, uh, Chief Operating Officer of the Moselle Sanders Foundation, um, 
uh, we were talking about how they had to, to knock their numbers down because they were getting upwards of, of 40,000 meals each year, you know, between 35 and 40,000 uh, meals each year. And then, you know, with COVID, which slowed down uh, so many things. But um, she was saying that, you know, last year they did just over 10,000. She said this year it could be 10 to, to 15,000. She said, but uh, Tina, I'm hoping that the number stays low. Uh, and I said, really? She said, yes. She said, because that would mean that more people are being fed. Uh, that would mean that fewer people are in need. And so I said, you know, Stephanie, she, and it may have been in, uh, I, I can't remember if it was an on air or off the air, but I think it was on the air. I think it was on the air when we were out at George's, um, out there off Benford Boulevard to do the, um, the luncheon, the fundraising luncheon and I drew the equivalent of working yourself out of a job, you know, working your way out of a job, uh, that job being feeding the hungry. Uh, and Stephanie's point being, if we don't have that many to feed, that means that fewer people are hungry. And that's what we are striving for. That's what we're hoping for. Um, we want everybody to be fed and everyone to be able to feed themselves. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I thought that was, uh, that was interesting. Um, and so this year, uh, they're looking at uh, maybe ten to fifteen thousand, depending on the request. I, I don't know, but um, talk to the chef too, and uh, <laughs> I ask him. You know, we sat there uh, after our broadcast, and we were just sitting there talking, we were sampling actually some of Moselle Sanders' uh, products, because there's this uh, this uh, hot relish that they had and I did sample that on the air and then there's the hot sauces and there there's a barbecue sauce too so they they have uh, marketable products as well and so chef and I were sitting there talking as we were nibbling on some more of the products and uh, I said chef how do you how do you coordinate something like this what you know because it's just you I know you have a a, a group of volunteers and I know you he said Tina he said organization is the key. He said, if you're not organized, you're not going to get it done. I don't care how well you cook. I don't care how many, you know, uh, I, I, you have to have organization. And he said, by now, I've been doing it for so long. I can eyeball. I can say I know how many cans of gravy I need. I can say I know how many pounds of potato. You know, I know how many and how much, how many cans of green beans and things of that nature. So, um, it's it's an all out it's it's a coordinated effort, uh, but at, at its core, it's a labor of love. It's just a labor of love. People do it because they love doing it. They love helping, and they want to help. And uh, uh, I think it's just been a blessing that we've had something like this in our community uh, for decades now, for the last three four decades. And uh, it's just been you know it's just been an absolute blessing here in our community. So. Again, the Moselle Sanders, we, we, we had a few minutes to expand on that, and we did. Uh, but again, circling back to the original point, uh, one week from today is Thanksgiving Day. Uh, programming note, of course, uh, we will not be here on the air live for Thanksgiving. You'll be able to listen to and enjoy music. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, Friday, that is also a Radio One Company holiday. So, um, again, uh, there will be music. Um, I will be out Tuesday and Wednesday. So I am only here uh, today, tomorrow and Monday, and then I'll be out for the rest of the Thanksgiving um, holiday uh, back on that following Monday, which would be 
November 27th. So, um, yeah, I'll be out the uh, that Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. And, uh, of course, Thursday and Friday, um, our offices are closed, the company holidays. And then we'll be back uh, to work on the 27th. So, again, programming note for you there. So we'll have an encore show on the 21st. We'll have an encore show. Uh, the 22nd. Uh, the 23rd and the 24th, uh, you'll be able to enjoy music. You'll be able to enjoy all the music uh, from uh, Praise, AM 1310 and 95.1. Indie's inspiration. You'll be able to enjoy all of that. So that that quick programming note. But again, circling back, uh, Thanksgiving uh, this year, uh, again, the Moselle Sanders Thanksgiving uh, Feed the Hungry initiative uh, is, is getting back up to speed after COVID. Uh, and they're excited about what they're able to do. They're back at Butler University. Uh, they're gearing up. They still need donations. They still need volunteers. If you would like to donate uh, or volunteer, you can go to the MoselleSanders.org website uh, to find out more. If you would like to uh, request a meal, you can go to the MoselleSanders.org website. There is a phone number for both as well. Uh, there is a phone number, and that number is 317-636-7985, 317-636-7985. Um, that's to request a meal or to donate or to volunteer as well. Um, also, another way you can donate, you can text with your phone. Text to donate if you would rather use your cell phone to give. Text the word Moselle, M-O-Z-E-L, to the number 53555. Again, text the word Moselle to the number 53555. And so many people have said that it makes their Thanksgiving, uh, every year it makes their Thanksgiving to be able to be a part of, in some way, shape, or form, uh, the Moselle Sanders Feed the Hungry. So I love that. That's great. Anyway, uh, got a whole lot more coming up, including our big guy from the Indianapolis recorder, Danny Bridges. I, I don't know what Danny and I are going to disagree about today. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe we won't. Maybe we'll agree. Uh, but Danny Bridges is coming up at the bottom of the second hour. Top of the second hour, we're uh, looking to speak with someone from the United Negro College Fund about the upcoming masked ball taking place in downtown Indianapolis. I believe it's at the JW, the elegant JW. Uh, first to next month. So we are going to take a quick commercial break and be back with more Community Connection right after this. WTOCAM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we are back with Community Connection, about to, you know, right at the top of the second hour, almost two o'clock on the dot. Uh, and I hope you did hear that last uh, commercial right before we came on the air about the Christmas Nights of Lights out at the Indiana Fairgrounds. You heard about the Moselle Sanders because I, I had a couple of minutes to share um, a little bit more. And uh, Reverend Phillips, of course, uh, told us something we didn't know. Uh, we had no idea of how deeply uh, connected he is uh, and was to the to the late Moselle Sanders and is and remains connected to uh, the Moselle Sanders cause and the Moselle Sanders Foundation. So again, we thank you for your share, um, Reverend Phillips. Um, 
and uh, the Christmas Nights of Lights, which there's a Moselle connection to that as well. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. And as you very well know, uh, this week here on Community Connection, we are offering a chance for lucky listeners to win a free car pass for the upcoming Christmas Nights of Lights at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. It's not upcoming. It's going on right now. I don't know why I said upcoming. It is taking place as we speak every night out there at the fairgrounds. The car pass uh, that we're about to give away can be used anytime. Now through New Year's Eve, December 31st, they are good for up to eight people per vehicle. And new this year, you can reserve your time spot to attend the Christmas Nights of Lights so that you can avoid those four-hour waits uh, that we heard about all last year and probably the year before. So, here we go. If you are the 10th caller right now, the 10th caller, caller number 10, to the number 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Caller number 10 to the number 317-239-1310. You will win the free car pass. Uh, we are looking for caller number 10, 317-239-1310. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Now, if you would also like to purchase tickets to the Christmas Nights of Lights, that is a win-win situation as well, especially if you buy your tickets now bet between now and November 19th, which is Sunday. Now through Sunday, November 19th, if you go to christmasnightsoflights.com and use the discount code MOSELLE, uh, you're going to get $10 off your $30 ticket price. Um, $5 of that total purchase is automatically going to be donated to the Moselle Sanders Foundation. So again, now through November 19th, a big discount on that $30 $30 ticket price, 10 bucks off, $10 off, $10 off your $30 ticket price and $5 of your total purchase is going to be automatically donated to the Moselle Sanders Foundation to help feed uh, deserving people at Thanksgiving. So just go to christmasnightsoflights.com and use the coupon code Moselle, M-O-Z-E-L, at checkout. Again, christmasnightsoflights.com, use the code Moselle at checkout uh, if you want to get your discount between now and November 19th, which is Sunday. Uh, if you want to win, be the 10th caller to the number 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Looking for caller number 10. Uh, christmasnightsoflights.com is the website. The discount code for that $10 off if you don't win uh, at checkout and the automatic $5 donation to the Moselle Sanders Foundation the discount code is Moselle, M-O-Z-E-L. Again, good luck. Good luck. I see the phone lines are lighting up. Folks are calling in. I think we're going to have a winner just about any second now. But in the meantime, um, as we were been, been telling you uh, for the last hour or so, it is an enduring message and an effective one. Uh, that being that uh, the United Negro College Fund or UNCF's a mind is a terrible thing to waste. But now... That, that line continues with, but a wonderful thing to invest in. And that's where we start uh, with our next guest. Uh, she is Shamika Anderson, a UNCF Area Development Director for the Indianapolis office. Welcome to Community Connection, uh, Shamika. How are you today? Good afternoon. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am doing well. So you're doing wonderful. You're coming down the hall. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. 
Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Home stretch then, huh? We are. We can see the finish line. I see it. (laughs) So tell tell us about uh, this year's uh, upcoming mask ball for UNCF. It's 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 your signature event. It's always a biggie. Uh, Just so well done every year. What what do we have going on with it this year? Absolutely. So this year we have um, we're expecting about almost a thousand guests um, to be with us at the JW Marriott downtown. The event date is Saturday, December the second, two thousand twenty three. Um, we are featuring a, a silent auction reception. We have a live auction by none other none other than our um, wonderful auctioneer uh, who comes with us every single year. We love him so much. We have some really great um, vacation packages that we want um, individuals to bid on. And then I believe what everybody wants to know is who is the live entertainment. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and without further ado, we would love to announce that um, today. So Grammy-nominated singer, Tony, I'm sorry, Kenny Lattimore will be with us. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely. So we are going to hear some wonderful renditions. Um, So everybody get ready, um, get your your best dress, um, bring your masquerade mask, Mm. and um, just tune into a wonderful evening. Oh, wow. Kenny Lattimore. And so what what time does everything start on the 2nd? Absolutely. Our VIP reception begins at 6 p.m. We are looking forward to hosting uh, Mayor Joe Hawkset for some special remarks. Um, and then after that, our program will begin promptly at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. And mm-hmm. uh, are, are tickets still available? Because I know that uh, so often, you know, you say 1,000 people, but so often this sells out. It is. And you know what? The, we, we are so grateful that we have just a very few tables left. Uh-huh. A couple of individual tickets and just a few tables. Um, so we've been getting requests, I would say, almost daily for company sponsorships. Uh, we are very grateful um, for the support from the city. And some people are even coming outside of the state to come to this wonderful event. So we are super excited about that. So what are, what are, the, what are the price points? So individual tickets are $400. Mm-hmm. And um, our... Initial table sponsorships are thirty five hundred. Yeah, yeah, and that the, you know what? That's about average. Uh, that's about average. Uh, when I, I know a lot of people say what, what, but you know when you're hosting uh, a fundraiser like this, that that Absolutely. sounds about right. It sounds about right. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And, and what the main goal we want um, our attendees uh, and supporters to to know is that this is a fund, our signature event for our scholarship fund. So the funds will go towards supporting scholarships for those deserving students so that we can close the gap so that they continue their education as well as finish their college education. Absolutely. I'm going to take, I'm going to step away from our conversation for just a second here. Hey, if you are still calling about the car pass for Christmas nights of lights, it has been one. Benjamin has just won. Benjamin was caller number 10. Congratulations to you, Benjamin. Benjamin, you won the car pass, so congratulations. If you're calling regarding the car pass for Christmas Nights of Lights, we do have a winner. Uh, Another opportunity to win is tomorrow, so please stay tuned. You never know when we might just, uh, I don't know, yeah. Just stay tuned. Anyway, so so back to where we're talking with Shamika Anderson, the UNCF Area Development Director for the Indianapolis Office of UNCF, about the upcoming uh, 
Mask Ball, um, December 2nd at the JW Marriott. Um, you say it, it, space is, is quickly filling up uh, tables and individual seats uh, for this, this fundraiser. And, and so uh, can you explain to our listeners how, you know, the money goes, you know, people say, oh, fundraiser, but it, it really truly benefits these these students so yeah especially our minority students gives them a chance that they normally or otherwise may not have had uh to go to college no absolutely and and that's the most important part and that's the mission of the organization is to ensure and as you opened up with that you know a mind is a terrible thing to waste and a wonderful thing to invest in and um just within the last couple of years we've given um it's in our local area over 104 scholarships I'm sorry, 116 scholarships were awarded, um, and that turns into about $600,000 plus of award money to students. So when you think about, you know, the price of college and all that that we have to pay for for that that uh, post-secondary education, this is one of the many events that fund that support. And if, if it's not for these amazing donors and constituents within the community, none of this would be possible. Yeah, yeah. And the the, the legacy, the, the history, the, the rich, the rich history of UNCF. I mean, UNCF started doing this how long ago? You know what? We are actually coming up on our 80th anniversary. So it started in 1944. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and has continued nonstop. I, I can't. I, I can't even imagine how many students have gone to school as a result of UNCF scholarships. Do you have? No, absolutely. Yes, and and we we want to make sure that everybody knows that we don't just um, support. We have thirty seven member HBCU organizations. Um, but if you are a student at a PWI institution and you apply for a scholarship, you would also be, um, you know, granted money if you were awarded that scholarship. So, some, you know, we want to make sure that we help everyone understand, you know, who's eligible for the scholarships. And we are going to start rolling out um, some community outreach initiatives in our Indy office to make sure that we do touches to the local um, colleges and high schools within our boundary areas to get that information out there. So the perception that the funding that UNCF gathers or gets uh, is for HBCUs only is not accurate. That is correct. Um, we have um, currently one student um, that's a recipient um, is a student, I believe, a sophomore at Butler University. We've had students go through DePaul, Purdue University, IU, Bloomington. And so, yes, yeah, so it, and that's just the local schools that I can account for. But I'm sure nationally there are students, you know, across all footprints of, of um, higher education institutions that are recipients. But, but, but the lane, though, is definitely for students of color. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and because the, the, the scales have been tilted against them for so long, historically have never had, you know, have not had as many opportunities as others uh, to to go to cool, go to school, uh, get a good education uh, and the like. So how many how many scholarships does the Indianapolis office typically give away, uh, you know, every year? And. How do you determine what your goal is each year? Because I know the goal, fundraising goal, uh, you know, it goes up more and more. But how do you determine that? And does does the number of scholarships that you plan to give away, um, th that influences the, I, I guess, how, how, how much does that influence? I mean, the number of scholarships that you plan to give away. 
Absolutely. So we there is a scholarship application process. We have a portal. Um, so it's scholarships.uncs.org is the portal that you would go to and create your account. And there is a rubric that's already set out. So it has your GPA requirements, any type of community service, you know, entering in your profile information. So all of that goes into account. And um, from there, the applicant is is updated and reminded about the next steps to continue. Um, there are also two different windows to complete your application. We have a fall window and then we have a spring window. So mm -hmm. completing your application within those two time frames will would allow you to be um, included in our portal for submission for award distribution. So fundamentally, what are the requirements to, to, to receive a scholarship from UNCF? Fundamentally, the basics, I guess. Yes. Basic requirements. Mm-hmm. What, what are they? Oh, yes. So minimum um, 2.5 GPA on a 4.0 scale. Um, student must have an unmet financial need as verified, you know, by their college or university. And then they also have to complete the um, FAFSA, which is a free application for federal student aid application. So those are just three of mm. the general scholarship eligibility requirements. Are all of the schol general scholarships the same amount or do they vary according to student need? I believe that they vary according to student need. Okay, so there, it's not like a set like UNCF gives out uh, $25,000 uh, $5, scholarships a year. It, it varies. So it's a, that, okay. Yes, that is correct. And these are also scholarships, um, as I understand it, it's not, you know, one and done. You could apply your freshman year, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Oh, okay. So are they renewable? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and you say 2.5 out of out of what? 4.0. Out of 4.0? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And if, if, if individuals would like the full criteria, that information can be found on our website, which mm -hmm. is www.uncf.org. Now, what about deadlines? Um, so depending on when you would sign up for it, so for the fall entrance, um, your application window opens up February 1st, and that closes on June 1st. And then for spring submissions, that application window opens up on August the 1st, and that closes on November the 1st. So what is the, uh, what is the fundraising goal at the, uh, the mask ball this year? Absolutely. Our fundraising goal this year is $600,000. Mm -hmm. yeah, and we are, uh, we are about halfway there. Um, for individuals who um, we have a direct link to our website, it's www dot uncf mb as in mm -hmm. massball.com and then you can see the live results of how much money we have raised so far for this year event. yeah um and it's been my experience that uh, at least the 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 last couple that i went to um uncf went well over its goal well over uh its Absolutely. goal we're hoping for that this year as well we have some some phenomenal vacation packages, which we hope that individuals will bid on and exceed the goal so that we can give away some very, um, you know, lots of scholarship money to these very deserving students. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, I, I, I want, you know, folks need to understand this is this is a this is an institution. <laughs> you know, the United Negro College absolutely. is absolutely an institution that needs to be supported um, in every way possible because of where we are now. The, the, the expense, the college expense now is is unbelievable. Yes, and I, I have received my associates, my bachelor's, and my master's degree, and um, I, I 
am feeling that financially. So I'm, I'm very glad that I have my, my degrees for sure. But I want my children as they go through college to have as much funding support as they possibly can. Did you ever receive a UNCF scholarship? No, I did not. I did mm-hmm. not receive a UNCF, but I also did not apply either. Um, so I'm pretty sure if I would apply, I would have uh, been very fortunate to receive it. Um, I was very lucky to be a 21st century scholar within the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped out with my um, my um, undergraduate degree. Yeah. How do how do we keep the word going and spread the word about this this scholarship? I mean, is our our school counselors and and all of the various schools throughout Central Indiana uh, keeping this on the list of possibilities, especially for the minority students, or do you have to you know go back in and and refresh every so often to make sure that that you're not excluded from the possibilities? Absolutely. We we definitely will go in um, to the school systems. One of the things that we're going to do um, this upcoming um, with after January is start going into the schools and, and having what we would call like our own informational sessions to make sure that we're getting the latest and greatest in front of these school counselors, school parents. So any opportunities for college fairs, we're going to, you know, we want to partner with every institution that serves youth and or early adults to make sure that we get the scholarship information in their hands Mm -hmm. so that the more people find out about it, the the larger the word will spread. Yeah, and I, like I said, I know for a fact that it was always perceived uh, that, you know, where I'm from, that, well, that's if you're going to an HBCU. I mean, years ago, back, 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 back. Uh, And so I I never thought that that was, you know, that I was eligible because I I wasn't able to go to an an HBCU, but um, that that has been the, the perceived notion for years and years and years, uh, especially here in post-secondary college. We want students to know that wherever you choose to go to get your education, that UNCF scholarship will be available to you pending that you meet the criteria for scholarship eligibility. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Thank you for reiterating that. Yeah, we want to make sure that we have that. And as far as um, uh, applications, so you got the deadlines, um, and this is for like rising seniors, right? In high school. In high yeah. school, mm-hmm. yes, rising absolutely. seniors in high mm-hmm. school, and any college. Any college, absolutely. That's an accredited institution, mm-hmm. um, and then the the full list of um, the I would say the accreditation metrics as well as the metrics for. Your grading scale and all of your requirements can be found on our national website, which is uncf.org. And if individuals have um, questions specifically, they can call our local ND office. We're located right at 3737 North Meridian Street, mm-hmm. number 507, and they can call us um, area code 317. 317- Two eight three thirty nine twenty, and we'd be more than happy. Anybody in our office would be able to walk them through the process and setting up their profile. All righty. Well, thank you so much. Anything else you want to share? Um, I, I I have to say, I, I've been before. I haven't been for a minute, but I'm, I'm probably going to get back down there soon. But the last the last several years, I've had to be out of town. But anyway, it's a fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It is, and we have some really great things in store for this year. Um, this is our sixteenth year of doing the mass here in Indy. Uh-huh. So we just, re- you know, the year is 16. It's sweet. Um, you know, <laughs> sweet we, 16. We, we wanna, sweet 16. So we want to make sure that we, we uh, just have a really great time. I know we're coming out of COVID and, mm-hmm. and folks are just starting to kind of really get comfortable with being at events again. 
So we want to make sure that everybody has an amazing time and just know that this is a party with a purpose. Mm -hmm. I want you to put on your your best outfit, you know, put on your shoes or your your tennis shoes and come out and have a really great time. We have a great menu, um, great atmosphere and just really some some great surprises throughout the night. What would you say? Tennis shoes? Yeah, people, I mean, hey, it's, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 fashion statement. Yeah, so yeah. You can put on tennis shoes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I've seen that. I like that look. It's 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 kicking, yeah, the the, the yeah. tennis shoes. And uh, the, the the fact that it's so much fun and the mask, you know, the, uh, for, for folks that may not, you know, understand the title, the mask ball, can you explain if somebody's thinking about going what that means for them in attendance? To attend. Absolutely. So we, we want to get back into having, you know, the masquerade mask and people really celebrating that whole costume effect. So we will we will have some masks for sale. Um, those donations 100 percent go to our scholarship fund. Mm-hmm. So if you forget your mask at home or you just forgot to, to purchase one, we will have them for purchase. And then we just look forward to seeing all of, you know, everybody coming out on the gold carpet mm-hmm. and really just showing their fashion statement with their mask on. Yeah, I still have my, my mask. Is there a theme this year? No, the theme this the, the year. The theme is just, there's always the mask, but I mean, no, yeah, no particular. No, we didn't have a theme this year. We're gearing up for our 80th anniversary next year, and we'll we'll announce our theme um, um, in January. Announce next year's ball. Indeed, indeed. Well, it's a lot of fun. I, I still, like I said, I still have my mask from the last time I went, uh, and I saved it. Yeah, I do, I do. I still have it. Uh, my my well, grandson. Huh? Post it on social media, and so we'll, you know, we'll reshare it. We want to, you know, get the get the conversations going on social as well. Yeah, get the conversations. And b- before we before we let you go, uh, any uh, can you preview or give us a, a hint at some at maybe just one of the big things that's going to be up on the auction block? One of the big uh, attractions, like a, a Hawaiian vacation. And I ask it. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to tell you why. Um, the one of the times, not the last time, but one of the times I was there, I was sitting with some coworkers. And um, one of my coworkers, he and his wife were looking for um, a vacation. They they had been wanting to go to Hawaii uh, mm-hmm. for um, their anniversary, and he had been putting it off, putting it off. And uh, so then it came out on the the live auction, a, a Hawaiian vacation, I do believe. And so his wife kind of nudged him, and she said, "That's an incredible price. That's an." Inc-. And he said, "Okay, okay." So anyway, he kept bidding, and he got it. And he was, yeah, he was so excited uh, because he said he got it at an amazing discount. He said, I, we've been looking at it and I've been just kind of putting it off because the price was so high. It was a first class package, a first rate package that, uh, that they bought uh, to Hawaii. So um, that's why I'm asking, is there anything uh, adventure or something exciting like that, that people can say, Hey, I might want to keep my eye on that. I would definitely say so. We have a few vacation packages, and I will I will give this hint. Okay. If you have a friend group and you've been waiting to get to a private resort, a private home with a chef to cook all of your meals, Ooh. unlimited options. Oh. You will definitely want to come. All of our vacation packages are, they are not in the United States. So everything is what I would call international trips. Wow. Now, will will any of the uh, uh, auction items be available online for preview before you go to the event? Yes, our live auction will, will actually go live. Our silent auction will go live tomorrow afternoon. Whoa. Yep, we will. We will have. We have some really great packages to bid on for the silent auction. We have a wine experience. We have some jewelry. 
We have um, some some athletic options. So we have some really great options for packages. And then also you will you will get to see the preview of of the live vacation packages that we have. Wow, I love it. I can't tell you enough about them. It's five star everything. I mean, people are going to really be ecstatic to go on this, I would say, a friend vacation, a friend's getaway, um, you know, and just really have an amazing time with all the amenities. Wow. Okay. There you Okay. You didn't give too much away. But you got you just got to You just got to do it. You just got to do it. You got to be there and be a part of it. And again, I, I can't stress enough. It is a wonderful evening, a wonderful time out, a wonderful cause. Uh, you, you'll have a nice time. So if you can uh, get online and get those tickets booked right away. Uh, Shamika Anderson, UNCF Area Development Director for Indianapolis's office. Thank you so much. Congratulations on a good year and good luck with the, the mask ball coming up next month. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it indeed. And we'll be back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Guess who's here? Danny Bridges with the Indianapolis Recorder. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, 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 what's up? Well, I can't figure out how to get my phone off of the speaker, so we're just going to have to do this in a different way, okay? Are we going to rock it old school? Yeah, I, uh, there's nobody here but me and the dog, so there's no uh, invasion of your privacy. But uh, now I know why they call a smartphone, because it's definitely smarter than me. <laughs> so anyway. yeah. How you doing, Danny? Other than the uh, communications dilemma. Just about fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Hey, I was, uh, yeah, I was checking out your uh, most recent article um, uh, in the Recorder, uh, determining Knight's legacy is simple when done realistically. And you, you know, you cover a lot of ground. You cover a whole lot of ground with this. And I, you know, I'm not without too much. Uh, you know, giving away too much because we want folks to go to the Recorder and read it. Uh, but. Um, yeah, uh, it's 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 almost it, like most of us would say a tale of two cities. I mean, it's it's really hard to reconcile. Uh, he was he was several people, and um, you do that nicely. You do that nicely. Well, I appreciate that. I've had uh, I haven't checked my email in about twenty minutes, but at that last check, I had over I had seventy five emails today, and about 
70 of them said I was insane. So that gives you some background for the popularity of this man. And certainly there are a large number of people who would disagree with me that you have to examine both sides of the coin when you look at someone, historically speaking, a tribute, a memorial, a biography, however you want to term it. And again, a, a wife lost her husband, children lost their father, grandchildren lost their grandpa. So that is a very solemn matter. And my condolences to the family. But I just felt like as much as I've seen, as much as I've experienced, mm-hmm. that it was just, I'll, I'll just say fair to examine the individual on both sides. And, and I had a guy who, hit, who really sent me an email that kind of struck me. says, who are you to judge Bob Knight? Well, I'm not. I'm no one. I'm just someone offering opinion editorial. But he also went on to say that he felt that Knight probably, keyword probably, got away with more than he should have, but that he loved Indiana basketball. He revered Bob Knight, and there ought to be a statue, keyword statue of Bob Knight erected in the near future near Assembly Hall. So there's one perspective. I said I had about 70 emails of the 75 that were, shall we say, rather pro-Knight. But I did have a lady who lived said she lives in Sellersburg, Indiana. I know where that's at. I know the, the sign when I'm getting ready to head toward Louisville on 65 or just before you get into Louisville. Mm-hmm. But uh, she said, I think you hit the nail on the head, and the nail was pretty big. I'm going to guess what she meant by that was his persona was larger than life, and because he was so well chronicled for, for volatility and for the other side of the coin, as I've termed it, that's what she meant. But uh, no one can question the uh, intelligence quotient. No one can question the basketball prowess as a coach. But there were just so many other things, Tina, that I felt that were just relevant. And uh, I've had my say. I'm going to shut up about it. And uh, I hope that his family uh, can find solace in looking back at the good things that the man accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Well, indeed. Uh, and uh, Danny, uh, when we were last here, uh, we, the Colts were headed to uh, Germany, to Frankfurt. Uh, did well. Did well over there. Well, I mean, they came away with the win. I don't know about well. Well, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. You said you don't know about well. It was ugly. They prevailed. All of a sudden, they're a 500 football team with some winnable games left on their schedule. The problem with this team, of course, is how are they going to win with this current lineup? What do they have to do to win? And they just literally have to play mistake-free football, which includes, of course, not turning the ball over, whether it be an interception or a fumble. You've got to control your penalties, mm-hmm. and you have to stick to a, I would say, a rather basic game plan getting the ball out of Gardner Minshew's hands as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. and trying to run the football despite off and on performances by your offensive line. So that's a mouthful. That's a lot of things. But the reality is if someone would have told me they would be 500 after 10 games, I'd have said, no, I don't think so. So they have in some ways overachieved. Uh, I got to give them credit. The defense played a pretty good ball game uh, in Germany. 
they're going to have to play at that level for the Colts to have any chance to get a wild card. I don't think they can win their division. And as a result of that, you have to qualify as a wild card entry. It's going to be awfully tough, but they're making it interesting from a fan perspective. And I guess if I was plunking down my money for a season ticket or a single game ticket, that's what I would want. Hmm. What uh, What's the deal with Shacklin? I mean, he's playing less and less. I mean, is he? do you think he's still hurt? I don't think he's ever recovered from his back injury 100%. And I've never experienced back pain, and certainly I've never been a world-class athlete trying to play uh, professional football with back pain. But I do believe that he has had some injuries that have not completely healed. I believe he's doing the best he can with what he's got physically. Uh, I do believe this is probably his final season in a Colts uniform. I do think they're going to find a way to work something out. That doesn't mean his career is over. Mm-hmm. But uh, they owe him quite a bit of money, and I don't see where he fits into their future from a standpoint of what they consider to be a declining performance that I think is relatively simple to define. He's not healthy. Will he ever be healthy 100%? I don't know. Uh, when he is 100%, he's been a phenom at times, and – it's unfortunate that he can't play at that level and pair him with Franklin. That'd be quite a duo. Uh, I don't believe it's a lack of effort. I don't believe it's a, a lack of attempting to rehab his body. But I think he's had some serious injuries. He's been concussed as well, if you recall. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a lot of things going wrong in his physical life right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it shows a little bit. Some other people in the media have not been quite as kind as I just described the situation, mm-hmm. talking about he's finished and uh, they need to do something about it right now. I don't know that that's necessarily true as far as the latter comment, but uh, certainly he's not himself. I don't think it's unfair to say will he ever be, but uh, I'll give him credit. You know, it's a very physical, very brutal game. And whatever his back may be like, he's going out there and trying to play football. And I give him credit for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on Jonathan, the comeback of Jonathan Taylor? What do you think? How's he been? Well, I think he's shown some moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 40-yard pass reception, is for, uh, the first road game he had, or the Colts had with him, was nice to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I just don't think that that, that offensive line and this – the weapons they have around him and the weapons he plays with are up to snuff as far as where he was playing at an all-pro level. I do believe mm-hmm. he's going to get better. Will that be this season? I sure hope so. I think it can be. Wouldn't surprise me to see him come out and have a 150-yard game, you know, where he breaks a long run for 50 or 60 yards within that 150. But uh, I'm sure he's not where he wants to be right now. He's got to be frustrated as well, but you know, Moss has played very well for the Colts, and I, I, I'm probably the only person that thinks this, but I'd like to see a full house backfield with two running backs behind Minshew and with Moss, of course, being the second one, and see what they can do with that. I may be, you know, dreaming, but I think it'd be interesting. You don't see that. No, I was going to say, I can't remember the last time I have seen something like that. Well, you don't see it, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. And, uh, you know, it's not like you have to play the whole game that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe you play a certain number of downs that way, but you give the defense something to think about. Both those guys are capable of breaking long runs. Both are above-average pass receivers. I'd just like to see him play at one time. Hmm. 
Interesting. See a play at one time. Speaking of frustrations, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Uh, your Indiana Pacers. I I tell you, I'm 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 cheering for the home team though. I'm pulling for them. Well, they're seven and four, and when you think about who did you play to garner those seven victories, and who did you play when you lost those four games? I get it. Who did you play is the key stat. And if you look at the uh, the playoff contenders they played, they played Milwaukee at home. Milwaukee shot themselves in the foot down the stretch. The Pacers won a close game. For the record, Damian Leonard did not play that night due to injury or due to uh, some fatigue. I don't know. I'm really not sure why he didn't play. It was a back-to-back. Maybe he was resting his knee. I'm not really sure, but he didn't play. So that had a factor in there. They played Boston at Boston. We know what happened there. They got beat by 50 points. Mm-hmm. They uh, they came. Uh, they went to Philadelphia and won a, won, a, won one of two games and played fairly impressive basketball. I think the key stat in that game was they only allowed Philadelphia to garner five offensive rebounds. That's a heck of an improvement uh, over what they have been yielding this season and last season as well, and as early as the first time that uh, they had played Philadelphia and lost, uh, you know, just 48 hours prior to that. So, uh, you know, when you look at that, when you think about Philadelphia, you've played twice, Boston once, and Milwaukee. Those are the key elements of your conference. People can say they've held their own. I'm not so sure about that. But they played some pretty decent basketball in some of those games. Now, the other side of the coin is you lost at home to Charlotte. That That's never good. And it's, uh, it's a work in progress as far as this team is concerned. Can they be better defensively is the key. Can they rebound better? Uh, can they quit, commit, quit committing so many personal fouls that are uh, just ridiculous in terms of putting the other team in the bonus early on in the game and certainly controlling their turnovers? Halliburton has played extremely well. Uh, I expect him to play extremely well for two reasons. One, he's talented, and two, he's well-compensated. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see those things come together. Matherin is a project. He's off and on, but when he's on, he's something. When he's off, well, mm-hmm. he's not anything. Mm-hmm. Miles Turner's averaging about eight rebounds a game. That's about four more than I had him pegged for, so that's good. But mm-hmm. uh, in reality, this is a team that's extremely young. Some of the basketball they play is fun to watch. Some of it you want to close your eyes. But uh, it's a mixed bag. It's going to continue to be that way. I said at the first of the year, the benchmark would be 41 and 41. If they maintain that and get into the playoffs, which would probably be, I don't know, maybe a sixth or seventh seed, Rick Carlisle's the coach of the year. Yeah, right. High school football, I know you don't have a whole lot of, uh, we don't spend a whole lot of time on it, but any, uh, you know, any picks for the, uh, for the championships and the, uh, the class, um, well, the class tournament coming up right over, right after Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. I, I'm shocked and amazed Cathedral's not in it this year. Well, the big, the big game that's on the slate for this week, obviously, is Center Grove and Ben Davis. Oh, yeah, that's the biggie. That, uh, on paper, you think Center Grove would win the ball game? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say relatively easy, but certainly a, they're a favorite even on the road. Ben Davis has had their moments this year. Where they look like they're a championship-caliber team, but they also have had to come from behind in a couple of their playoff games. So I'm not really someone who can tell you with a great de- degree of certainty who's got the better squad. I like Center Grove to beat them. I just basically pay attention to the big enrollment schools, which is really not fair because there's a lot of talented kids, excuse me, young people playing 
in the smaller enrollment schools as well. Uh, this is a good time of year to be a high school football fan, but uh, I think the Ben Davis Center Grove matchup is going to be interesting. Whoever wins that game should be the champion in their okay. class. Okay. Hey, uh, not that it has any, uh, you know, any direct impact here. Although he did used to be here, Jim Harbaugh in the Michigan thing. What? What? Do you, any thoughts on that? What do you think? Well, victim or uh, culprit? <laughs> I'd, I'd lean toward culprit. Uh, I would just simply say this guy has had a trail of violations since he's been at Michigan. Some of them have been minor. Yeah. Uh, I think this particular thing is a little bit blown out of proportion, only because I do believe other teams do it. Uh, Again, I've said this before. When you watch a football game, college or pro, and they put the camera on the coach. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. But should he be challenging? Should he even be challenging? I guess he should. I don't know. Well, I I can say there's millions and millions of reasons for him to challenge it, and that's millions and millions, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars, yeah. As it relates to the bragging rights, the merchandise sales, and the recruiting prowess that you receive when you're a national champion. Michigan's a good football team. I, I'm not so sure this had to be during the season in terms of any uh, penalties or concerns. Mm-hmm. Are they trying to impact the outcome of their season with this? If that's the case, I'm not a big fan of that. If something's concrete and you've got evidence, then they have to pay the piper. The problem in his case, he's had problems historically at that institution where mm-hmm. his integrity has been questioned, where it's been implied that, that that team, whether it be him or others connected to it, have cheated. So that's not good for him. I was surprised that they did it during the season. I really thought that this would be uh, something that would be taken care of after the season was concerned. I really wonder was, was there enough time given to interview as many people as possible who might have input on what happened? seemed like it moved awfully quickly, and I'm not surprised he was suspended. I am surprised it was three games, but more so about the timing than I am anything else. But uh, there's a hearing tomorrow, I guess, about their yeah. time to get, maybe get a restraining order or yeah. an appeal, whatever's going to happen. I would say this. Uh, Obviously, Harbaugh's looking at the Ohio State game. That's where all the marbles are. <laughs> yes. He wants to be on the sideline for that. But with today's technology, whether it be text messaging, telephone, uh, direct messages with your iPad, he's still in communication during the game with that team. Don't kid yourself. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they've got a good squad. Ohio State's got to go to Ann Arbor. I still like Michigan to beat them. And uh, we'll see how this thing plays out. But they're definitely one of the best four teams in the country. I was going to say your thoughts on the rankings, college football rankings. Should Ohio State be number one? I think they're better than Georgia. But I just don't believe it. Mm. I I do. But I I also think Michigan is as well. But that doesn't mean they're uh, not going to beat either one of those teams. There's a lot of parity in the upper echelon this year. And one thing I'm going to say, a lot of people say, oh, I can't stand that. I don't want to hear it. Alabama is lurking around. Now, they're number eight, if I'm not mistaken. So that doesn't put them in the playoff picture as we speak as far as that illustrious Final Four. I hate to use that basketball terminology, but that's what I like to do. But I will say this, if Alabama wins out, I believe they will. And their quarterback has continued to improve from week to week. They're going to play Georgia in the Southeast Conference Championship game. That game, I believe, is in Atlanta, which is a home game virtually for Georgia. But I'm telling you what, 
if Alabama runs the table and beats Georgia in the SEC uh, championship game, they're going to be one of the four. You and think? That's an oh. Absolutely. There's no question uh. about it. If they beat, if they win the SEC, they're going to be number four. Count on that. The committee loves them. Bama. Yeah. They, well, who, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, a, they're a synonymous with success. Yes. They're coached by a Hall of Famer who is arguably as good as any coach that's ever done it. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> well, they're, they're going to be number four yeah. and get in there if they defeat Georgia in the SEC title game and they went out to that point. So there's that to look forward to, America. And then people are going to scream and holler about who should have been versus them. That, how do you jump from number eight to number four? Well, you beat Georgia in the SEC title mm. game. And it's quite possible that Georgia could be a one-loss team. I don't think that will happen. But with their track record the past two years, I put asterisks by both their championships. Last year, Ohio State had him beat. Marvin Harrison Jr. gets a concussion in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then pro- the year prior to that, when they won the thing here in Indianapolis, uh, both of their wideouts blew out their knees. Uh, both of wow. those guys are NFL players today. I'm just thinking that, you know, there's you have to have a break to win a championship. But Georgia's had a, a pretty good run. They had some good fortune. They're going to have to play better defense. And I don't want to hear about, hey, we beat Missouri and Old Miss in our last two games. Neither one of those teams are championship caliber. That's mm. the problem with college football. Enough. Of this you still don't playing. think that the tournament should be expanded, though. You still like well, the tournament the way it is. I, I guess you could expand it, but the problem is, you know, why not use the last two or three weeks of the season mm. as a prelude to the tournament? What's wrong with two really good? Two lost teams playing for all the marbles. Well, the two best teams when it's all said and done. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. This thing that you have to be perfect to qualify for a shot at the gold ring doesn't settle well with me. But once again, I'm old school, so maybe that's part of it. But please mark that down somewhere on your on your uh, notebook. If Alabama wins out and beats Georgia in the SEC title game, guess what? They're in the college football playoffs. Okay, I'll mark it down. Any thoughts on tonight? Uh, Ravens Bengals. Who do you like? I think the Bengals are going to come back and play a good football game after getting beat by a Texans team that's probably better than we give them credit for. I think uh, Burrow and Tumney are a four-point underdog tonight, maybe three and a half. I like. I think it's three and a half. Yeah, I think it's. I like. I like the Bengals tonight in a in a a pretty tough ball game. Two great quarterbacks should be fun to watch. If you don't have Prime Video, well, go over to Tina's house. She's probably got it. Well, I. I don't have it, but my my wonderful son, uh, who, who does, he has it at his house, and uh, yeah, and so he he gives me the uh, he he lets me watch it at home at my house uh, with his uh, his password. I guess I don't know. I say, anyway, he set up my TV so that I could watch it. Uh, I believe there. if if I'm wrong, somebody correct me. Maybe one of your listeners can. If you have an Amazon account, you know, for the shopping, you know, the Amazon uh-huh. retail piece. I believe you have the ability to stream it. I'm, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, all I know is that he set up my television in my room. He said, Mom, now you can watch uh, the games, and the, the password's already preset and programmed in there, and so that's that's but, what he did. Just, I don't know. You just kick back, put on your uh, your warm uh, That's it. That's it. Your warm socks. That's it. That's it. He he hooked me up. He hooked me up. So he knows I like to watch football. So he took care of his mother. Well, so I, uh, <laughs> you know, there's been enough really lousy games on Thursday night historically with that package, that schedule. Uh-huh. Tonight is an exception to that. Two phenomenal quarterbacks. One of those teams. 
could sneak into the AFC title game. That's not impossible. But, uh, yeah, that should be a, a great football game tonight. And uh, well, I'm, I, like, yeah. I like the Bengals on the road. Yeah, so, I, I'm just partial to Cincinnati in general because, you know, I grew up around the Cincinnati area. You know, Madison's right in between Cincinnati and Louisville. So, um, you know, we always loved uh, Cincinnati. So, yep. Gina? Yes. Bet with your wallet, not your heart, okay? Okay, well. The reason you like Cincinnati is because I told you they're going to win, okay? I'm a handicapper by default. Seriously, though, I I do believe that it will probably be the best Thursday night game, at least from a matchup perspective. That we've seen. I don't well, know. I think- but but you know what? If if I were to if I were to to bet, I would I would bet on Cincinnati. Heart aside, uh, because I just don't think that the I, I don't know the Ravens have just not convinced me that they're they, they're well. I guess every every team is up and down. I don't know, but I still well, would, I, I I would think that the, the the Bengals would be able to come in and get it done. If you look at Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson's bio, you see he's been an MVP in the National Football League. He's a heck of a player. He's got enough weapons. The mm-hmm. Bengals aren't going to go in there and roll them out. But no, I, I, no, no, no. I do think it'll be a good game. And Baltimore could win this game tonight by two touchdowns if they if they mm-hmm. if they get their offense clicking early. But you know what? They've had trouble in the fourth quarter this year, no matter who they've played. And uh, the Bengals are coming off a tough loss. I I, I like. Joe Cool and the Bengals tonight. <laughs> I just yeah. like Joe. Yeah. There you go. Yep, indeed. All righty, Danny, anything else before we let you go? No, uh, I just want to touch on one thing again okay. with, Bob, with Bob Knight. No one can doubt his ability as a basketball coach. Uh-huh. Uh, he is a phenomenally revered man in this state, as I wrote mm-hmm. earlier in that mm-hmm. column. Mm-hmm. I think there was a time when Bob Knight could have ran for governor and been elected in a landslide vote. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't, want, I don't want anyone to feel that I'm insensitive to the loss of a loved one to his family. I have lost loved ones, and uh, it's certainly agonizing. He had a cruel diagnosis. Uh, he's in a better place now. May his family take solace in uh, the great things that he did as well. I just felt that it was relevant to look at both sides of the individual there's one thing for certain. We will never, ever see another Bob Knight. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> I'll go with that. All righty, Danny. And, hey, I want to take this time to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. We won't be together next Thursday. Uh, we'll all be uh, at home enjoying the holiday, maybe some football, some food, uh, what have yeah. you. But um wanted to wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving, and we'll I see you next that. time. I forgot to mention that as well. Uh, when we pause as a nation next Thursday mm-hmm. to – Give thanks. I'm thankful for the opportunity to to talk with you every week, to interact with your listeners who hopefully are readers of the Indianapolis Recorder. I've got a lot to be thankful for, not just one day a year. Um, I'm truly living a charmed life. I have my entire life for the most part, and I understand a lot of people are hurting. And do what we can next week to help somebody who could use a meal or use some company. That's something we all can do. Absolutely. Well said, Danny. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Take care. Goodbye. Too. Bye-bye. And that's all the time we have for right now. We are always Praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. As always, be safe and be well. Until then, I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.